When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Post Questionnaire. 35 questions giving us insight into what makes creative people tick. Hi, Caroline. How are you? Hi, Uli. I'm fine. How are you doing? Good. I'm excited uh, to have a new episode uh, with a photographer from Senegal, Omar Victor Diop. Uh, who I met, uh, I think, about 10 years ago, who is a uh, photographer who works in editorial and fashion and has also done these amazing restaging of historical images that are really beautiful um, and have been shown all over the world. That's wonderful. Um, and no, and I, I think I'm looking forward to, to hearing this podcast, especially because of the fact that I wasn't able to join you for the interview. It was one of those moments when his scheduling window was so... Uh, tight, and we were so lucky to get him. So I'm looking forward to hearing uh, the conversation between the two of you. I think it really appeals to both of us in certain ways, because you'll see uh, from the conversation that I write about photography, as you know, and I teach photography at NYU, and I've met met Omar, Victor, in several conferences that NYU has organized actually around images, especially representations of Black culture and people, that he's been really one of the major contributors to those shows. And he also loves literature and he grew up in Senegal, so he shares your love of French literature and you'll see the answers he gives, which are just so far ranging um, and in this kind of global context, deeply rooted in his background in Dakar, but taking them into this larger cultural framework. I also want to say two things that I think for our listeners, they should uh, they can find us um, on our website and then also uh, my Instagram is Uli NYC. It's U-L-I-N-Y-C. My Twitter is Uli Bear, U-L-I-B-A-E-R. And if you want to just mention your social media in case people want to discover us and follow on social Oh, sure. Yes, absolutely. So my Instagram is Caroline Weber 2020, all one word. And the 2020 is uh, numerals, not written out. And um, we've got an Instagram now for the podcast called uh, Proust.Questionnaire. Uh, that's our Instagram handle on Instagram. So um, yeah, people, I hope they'll come and find us uh, anywhere on any platform. And um, let's go ahead now. I can't wait to hear uh, what, what you and our new guests talked about today. Great. Okay, let's start. So Omar, I'm so happy to see you today. Uh, uh, thank you for joining me from Dakar on Zoom and welcome to the Pus Questionnaire. Thanks for having me. I'm really happy to be here. Uh, this is good because the first question on this questionnaire is, um, what is your idea of perfect happiness? Huh. My idea of perfect happiness is, uh, is freedom. Uh, freedom and the capacity to do whatever you want and go wherever you want to um, and be able to help. Because there's nothing sadder than not being able to help. 
what is your greatest fear? Um, not being able to help myself, um, the loved ones, and this entire human community, you know. Mm -hmm. that's, that's a senseless, senseless life if you can't, um, if you have no positive impact on anything. Yeah. Um, what is the trait you most deplore in yourself? Um, I am too, um, I hate conflict. I hate confrontation. You know, I'm a pure Libra. And, um, and you know, sometimes, you know, being straightforward uh, saves you a lot of trouble. But I'm the diplomat. I've always been the diplomat in every setting. And sometimes it's a lot of work. And do you deplore this craving for peace and equi equilibrium? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> What is the trait you most deplore in others? Impatience. Hmm. Yeah, impatience. Um, people, especially nowadays, uh, no matter what the landscape is, people can't just... Um, um, how can I say it politely? Because I don't want to say shut up, but yeah, people can't shut up for a minute and listen, right. you know, and uh, that's the source of all of our problems that and fear the inability to listen or the unwillingness to listen, yeah, and fear. Which, which living person do you most admire? Um, it's cliche, but that would have to be my mom. <laughs> yeah, a formidable woman. <laughs> Since she's a particular person, she's not a cliche at all. It's totally particular. <laughs> But you know, less, less kids with moms, especially boys, it's very cliche. <laughs> And she's, she lives in Dakar, so you, yes, you can see your parents' nice. Uh, what is your greatest extravagance? I love shoes, man. Shoes. I would starve for a pair of shoes. Shoes, uh, yeah, it's shoes. I have about I don't know 200 pairs of designer sneakers. Okay, and I'm not stopping. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully, yeah, when when everything opens up again, you can go back to Kith or wherever you get. Oh, here. I'm shopping online. I haven't stopped. <laughs> oh, you've been doing it the whole time. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> It's really an extravagance. Okay, you just have to. <laughs> What's your favorite sneaker? It's not a question. Um, the original questionnaire. Oh, that's 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 a hard one. Um, I have um, a couple of Dior sneakers that were designed by uh, Eddie Sliman. Mm -hmm. uh, they kind of look like uh, it's the B2 sneakers. Um, they kind of look like golfer shoes, but with a sort of pointy, um, uh, how do you say, um, uh, tip or something? Tip, yeah. Uh, really cool. Yeah, I love uh, I'm going to have to look them up. The B2, Eddie Slima, yeah. your, okay, I look those up. Yeah. <laughs> What is your current state of mind? Um, I am... Um, how do I say... Um, I'm anxious to, uh, I, I can't wait to go back to the world. Uh, you know, when you are in a perfect vacation and there is no uh, return flight, mm. that's how I feel. Right. Like I would go home and my home is actually out of home. 
Okay, so you can. Yeah. So you is in a feeling of um, not trapped, but it connects to it's not freedom. Yeah. It's not it's, to be. Um, yeah, like I. I it's just that I can't wait to um, go places because that inspires me too, you know. Um, and that makes me love that car more because when I fly back, it really does feel good. Yeah. What do you consider the most overrated virtue? Um, oh, that's a good one. Um, is there an overrated virtue? I, uh, I'd say, um, um, what's the word? Um, uh, in French, I would say fidelité. So I guess that's um, like loyalty or faith. Yeah, loyalty. Yeah, because um, there is a caveat. You need to be loyal to. I mean, to, to the good people and the good causes, you know, if you're loyal to something completely negative, that's not loyalty, that's just commitment to doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. on, on what occasion do you lie? Uh, there I go again with my liberal side. I lie because I don't want to hurt, which is stupid, but hey, it's a mechanism. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Is it smarter to hurt people, if you put it in that way? You know, some white lies aren't that white after all. Huh. You know. Yeah, right. That's how I see it. What do you most dislike about your appearance? And you're a photographer who's, you've done a lot of work with yourself and your photographs. So it's kind of, mm -hmm. a, it's, an, it's a very interesting and strange question on this questionnaire from 1895. You know, um, and I'm being really honest, this is the first time I'm turning 40 this year and it took me that long to be able to look at the whole package and be fine with it. I used to hate my big lips until I loved them. I used to hate my, the, the gap between my teeth. I used to hate being slim or skinny depending on the age. I used to hate not being as tall as my brothers. And now I'm happy that I'm actually, you know, the one that has the perfect size according to my own standards. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not there anymore. So that's nice. And you're turning 40 in October or something? Is that your leap, Rob? September. September. Okay. So, yeah. and so that's actually great. So um, 40 years is not a long time for lots of people to get <laughs> to get comfortable <laughs> with that. So <laughs> never get there. <laughs> um, do you think actually? Your work as a photographer and doing sort of these self-portraits has has been part of this process. Uh, that most definitely because um, uh, I was almost apologetic for using my myself as a model because I was like, "Hey, that's the only one I could find." So I, I hope you don't mind. I, that's that, that's really how when I listen to the first interviews after the first series of self-portraits. I feel like I'm, I'm apologizing. Like, hey, I was in the residency program. I had no one around, so I said I'm going to. But no. But what made me realize that is actually the feedback I get. Um, good and bad feedback, you know. Of course, people never came to my face telling me that I was ugly. But I had a lot of um, feedback on the way people see me. And um, I was fine with what I was hearing, and I realized that, most of the things that I hated were actually assets 
for me or for the, for my art at least you know um growing up people would make fun of me because of my big eyes like you know i would be called like the owl or, or things like that and now actually i realize that it's the it's probably one of the features that helps me the most in saying things without having to say them you know i know how to use my eyes to to make the character speak mm. um so i guess that contributes to to it yeah interesting i mean not to put yourself in this place where people talk mm. about your appearance but this is why this question is so unusual because yeah. most people <laughs> never ask anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> which living person do you most despise Mm. I'm going to quote Nancy Pelosi. I don't hate people. <laughs> I don't despise people. No, but who do I despise? Uh no, I I um um I would be tempted to name a public figure, but then I would be unfair because you don't know people. You just know what is being shown to them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe that guy that I'm thinking of, and I'm sure you know who I'm thinking of, maybe he ain't that way. I don't know. because right. i haven't had my own experience of him yeah it could be a performance yeah he's acting you know or he's acting you know yeah. but hey <laughs> the next two questions are very gendered so they're from the 19th century um uh so we keep them on there as the original ones what is the quality you most like in a man um uh assertivity hmm. i like someone who makes his point um not to suppress not to hum- humiliate but just who's just factual and who's you know pure in the way they position uh themselves uh in front of the the, the, the rest of the world i like i like that uh I like assertivity. What is the quality you most like in a woman? Assertivity. Same it's thing. Even more, it's, 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 it's even more beautiful when it's a woman. <laughs> Which words or phrases do you most overuse? To be honest. I'm going to go times already. <laughs> I thought that was going to be the beginning of your answer, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> could have been <laughs> that's the phrase to be honest it's to be honest <laughs> uh what or who is the greatest love of your life um ah uh, that's mommy yeah okay. yes mm-hmm. um, what's your mom's name aminata aminata okay mm-hmm. so she's been twice already on this baby she'll come up again <laughs> nice <laughs> <laughs> When and where were you happiest? Mm, my childhood, like from uh let's say from 5 to like to the teenage years. Mm-hmm. Um because um I grew up in in Dakar but like in the best of Dakar. I'm not talking about uh, um um the fact that my parents were quite privileged i'm talking about the fact that um you know i'm from a huge family i don't even know how many cousins i have maybe 100 wow. um 
and I grew and I went to Catholic school at um, at uh, at the time where like every classroom would be a rainbow classroom. You know the sports. I did like seven sports, sometimes three simultaneously. And uh, when I when I remember that that part of my life, I I feel really fortunate and, and privileged to to be so well surrounded. Nice. I can't even imagine having that many. Okay. That must be. So, do you ever go out and around in Dakar without seeing one of your cousins? Um, well, the thing is, because I'm probably the youngest of like the hundred cousins, they know me more than I know them. <laughs> so uh, I always act like there's a cousin in the room because there is. <laughs> uh, uh, which talent would you most like to have? Oh, um, playing an instrument. Ah, yeah. I still shake my head at um, at the thought of what my life would be if I was given a piano when I was four. Mm. Or something. Oh, I'd be John Legend right now. <laughs> yeah. Hey, he may hear this interview and do a class with you or something. And oh, that would be amazing. Turning 40, you can get a piano now. <laughs> yeah, but where will I find the time? <laughs> That's actually an interesting thing that we don't remember that, but when people are four, they have more time, maybe. So. Yeah, and a fresh, a fresh brain. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's the other part. I think it's going to get in the way now, right? If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Mm, um, what would it be? Um, I guess I'd be more um, a walker than a talker. You know what I mean? As I'm very good at. Um, um, assessment, self-assessment, uh, um, you know, um, writing a strategy on paper. Like, I'm a very good counsel, but when it comes to acting, I, uh, I'm the king of procrastination and many of my ideas die out because, you know, I, I just don't act on them. Huh. Hmm. I wouldn't have thought. I, I know it doesn't show. <laughs> I wouldn't have thought that because you've been really um, prolific. So I've seen your work, and I think I've seen it in Senegal, in Italy, Los mm. Angeles, New York. So in some ways, it seems like you're actually able to do a lot of things. So you still have all these other things that are not—they don't come to fruition. You uh, oh yeah, you, you've seen probably ten percent of what I could have done if I if I didn't spend too much time pondering and, you know, it's good because uh, whatever you put out is, is really well um, uh, put together, but um, I'm sure there's a way to be more efficient. Mm. Um, I wonder, I wonder whether efficiency is like would get, I don't know, since I'm happy with the 10% I see. So, <laughs> what do you consider your greatest achievement? Um, my greatest achievement uh, is probably the way I have managed to, like, I, I have no beef with anybody. I don't. Uh, I don't do that. I have managed to have a good relationship with every single person that I know. 
and uh, I'm very proud of that. That's great. Yeah. If you know, not just to put the blame on people, but sometimes if you follow people, you're going to lose them. Like if you follow them in their confrontational logic or whatever, yeah. you're going to lose them. And sometimes they're worth um, being forgiven, if, even if you don't understand, just for the sake of keeping them. Because apart from a certain respect, there are good people who have, who, who, who you, you might like, um, you might want to keep in your life, you know. Mm -hmm. Wow. If you were to die and come back as a person or a thing, what or who would it be? Do I have to come back? Because it's pretty messed up here. <laughs> no, <laughs> have you don't have to come back. Who would I be? I'd be... Oh... John Legend. We have a here. 90% of the other project you're sketching out, so this is the other one. Yeah. <laughs> Becoming John Legend. Uh, where would you most like to live? Is it still if I had to come back? No. This is no. a totally separate one. Like, no, you're just you. No, you're, not, you're not John Legend. You're just you. Uh, um... I liked Kyoto a lot. Kyoto, uh, I was there last um, September. I'm, I'm, I was supposed to be there right now, uh, but because of uh, the pandemic, it's been pushed. I liked Kyoto a lot um, um, because it's one of the few places where I have felt, surprisingly, I felt, I wouldn't say home, but I was... Um, it made sense for me to be there. I, was, I wasn't feeling like, I don't even know how that happened because I mean, out of all the places I've been, Japan yeah. is the furthest from uh, my Senegalese reality, but uh, it made so much sense to me to be there and everything made, I, nothing surprised me, but everything was appropriate. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite beautiful. And you were supposed to be there right now doing yeah. work for it. Um, yeah, I, I, I produced a new um, uh, series that was commissioned by uh, um, a photo festival called Kyotography. Mm -hmm. So I did um, portraits of um, 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 shop owners in a very old um, market, which is at the central um, part uh, like the historic part of Kyoto, you know, it's those streets that are, um, I don't know the word in English, but it's like it's a street that has, um, it's like a gallery and all the businesses are a few, are, are you know, almost a hundred years old, you know, kimono makers and sushi masters. So I took portraits of those families with my style uh, and actually set up shop in the market for two weeks. Really, and, uh, I was I was supposed to go back to um, to I mean for the for that exhibition and a selection of my own works. You set up shop like a photo studio, like a kind yeah. of commercial yeah. photographer style. Yeah, yeah absolutely, like old school. Yeah, <laughs> I would like myself go to every single shop and invite them, and and um, that was my way to meet them. And uh, yeah, it was really right. really. Huh. 
And is that project now, is it, can you see that already somewhere or did Kyoto? No, we can't yet. There might be one or two image, promotional images out there. Um, but uh, I, can, I, can, I can share them with you as soon as, uh, as, as, soon as it's possible, you right. know, yeah. But it sounds like a great project, how nice, yeah. What is your most treasured possession? My shoes. <laughs> you don't want me to wear Let me tell you a funny story. I was in um, I was in Paris uh, a few months ago, and um, uh, my neighbor called me to tell me that actually I had a break in, like someone broke in the house, and yeah. so I called a, a good friend of mine who had like uh, a set of keys, and I was on the phone with him. The minute he stepped into the um, to the to the apartment, he was like, "What should I check?" I said, "My shoes." <laughs> wow! Yeah. Okay. And then, uh, yeah, I had them all, so I, I couldn't care about the, the the camera and the and the computer. And I was like, "Okay, that's fine," but these shoes, no. <laughs> okay, so they have their own room. Okay, so they yeah, have exactly. Not your camera. Okay, interesting. No. <laughs> what do you regard as the lowest depth of misery? Um, not being able to protect those who are important to you. You know, I've, I've, uh, when I uh, did that series of um, portraits of refugees in a refugee camp uh, in the north of Cameroon, it's, it was a UNHCR um, camp. Uh, out of all the stories that I was told by the refugees, one thing that, that would always come back was how powerless they felt because they could not protect their mother. Oh. You know, and that's the worst feeling. That's why, you know, I have to be really selective when I read the news um, with regards to the, the coronavirus because that's something that many people have experienced. You know, yeah. losing a loved one, not being able to protect them, not even being able, not not, not being able to to hold their hand. Yeah. I, I cannot imagine anything worse in terms of you know a feeling, and there is nothing you can do. Yeah, yeah. no, it's terrible. Yeah, yeah, unimaginable. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I. Um, I really feel for those who lost people in those conditions because that must be hard. Yeah, it's terrible. I have to. Say, I mean, I'm kind of has, but I have a friend, and she lost both of her parents in March. Really yeah. terrible, terrible. Yeah, so terrible. she tended to them in some ways. It sort of shifted the whole yeah. pandemic for me. It happened in the second or third week of March. So after that, mm -hmm. I just couldn't even imagine anymore. Yeah. And um, just. And even in those last moments, believe you, there was so little to even be with them. And so really, yeah, yeah. Right. it's really awful. Terrible, yeah. What is your favorite occupation? Um, we think that means if you weren't doing what you're doing, but it could be what you're doing. I love cooking. Oh, really? Yeah, I cook every day, like every single day. Um, that's why I don't eat out that much, actually, unless I want to... Uh, be inspired, you know, but I love um, cooking and I cook everything from, you know, traditional Senegalese dishes to to my own creations. 
Wow, that's yeah. I'm, I'm really impressed. I I just cook to eat. I, just, <laughs> I can't I can't figure out the timing. I just cannot really like it all seems to be sort of finished at different times. I can I, it's hard for me to think about so many different things ending no. up in the same plate. <laughs> One thing that I learned from my mom that is really useful is that you need to listen to what you're cooking. When meat is uh, perfectly cooked, it makes it makes far less noise than in the beginning. That's how you know where you are. It's not the smell, it's not the color, anything. Listen to what you're cooking. I try that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Since that's what I'm doing anyway, I'm not going out. I usually don't go out anyway. I do cook a lot, but I don't cook well. <laughs> what is your most marked characteristic? Which we think means, what do people notice about you first when first meeting you? Mm, I think people have, and I hope also that people, I think that what people notice the most is, is that uh, my attention is never partial. Like when I say, when I say, how are you doing? I, I, I am waiting for the answer and I'm listening to it, mm. you know, and I think it's the greatest gift you can give to anybody because that's the gift I appreciate the most you know, to be listened to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's actually, I, I found this the other day, a quote from uh, Henry James, sort of the American writer and psychologist, and he says, it is the deepest human need to be recognized by others. Yeah. Like to be heard. Is attention. Mm -hmm. What do you most value in your friends? Um... Uh, I would say um, the fact that uh, in spite of all they know about me, because we all have flaws, um, they're still here and still the same. And that's what I'm trying to um, give them to, that only a true friend can 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 do that know you and know when you've messed up and like know you in your in your shame and still look at you uh with respect and and they're still part of your team mm -hmm. and with no expectation of any award for that they just do it because they're your friends you know mm -hmm. i like this phrase i've never heard this actually to know you in your shame mm -hmm. Yeah, that friend who knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who are your favorite writers? Or yeah, who are your favorite writers is the question. Marie Condé. Oh yes. Victor yeah. Hugo, Simamanda. Um, um, who else? How many? You need as many as you. Uh, Amadou um, Ampateba. Who is this? Uh, Amadou Ampateba. He's like um, uh, I can't remember if it was from if he was from Guinea Conakry or Mali, but he is um, like he's he's written incredible novels that are you know eye openers for whoever wants to know. Um, you know, the Senegalese, uh, Malian, Guinean psyche, mm -hmm. where we come from, who we were right before the colonization and how we 
um, kept on, you know, uh, growing as a people uh, to do, to, until, you know, we are, until now. It's a very, that him and Maris Conde are very good at um, telling the world who we are, who we were, and maybe who we could have been. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I'm teaching um, Shino Achebe, uh, I think, next week. And oh, I yeah. yeah, of course. Like, I interviewed uh, our mutual friend, Mantia Diawara, mm-hmm. about Achebe, and it was such an amazing conversation. And it was... So it's, it is exactly about this brink of yeah. sort of the end of colonialism, but what could we have been, who yeah. have we become? Yeah, it's funny because Chinua Achebe, um, he brought uh, this world, this um, things fall apart, right. which we studied at uh, in high school. Right. And uh, actually what he did for, you know, the, that um, Niger River Delta um, region um, in terms of telling their story. That's what Maris Conde does in Segu. So that's what Amadou Ampateba does in, in Amkulel. I'll send you the, the info about these books. One needs to read them. The only book I know is Segu, and, and I know uh, she, uh, so from Maris Conde, but I don't know the other ones. So if you send me the reference. Yeah. yeah, I will. But it is a beautiful way to think about it, like who we could have been, but then yeah. literature kind of lets you see that as a possibility. Yeah, absolutely. Who is your hero of fiction? So a fictional character. Fictional character? Uh, uh, you know what? I'm going to pick something very, um, very fresh, very contemporary. Um, so it would be someone like, uh, it would be a TV um series yeah of course it would be one of the strong women of either Shonda Rhimes or yeah Shonda Rhimes um <laughs> I wouldn't say Olivia Pope I wouldn't say uh, Annalise Keating in How to Get Away with Murder I like a smart woman <laughs> <laughs> either Olivia Pope or Annalise Keating okay yeah those are yeah. actually the people who should run America <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think that's what we could be as a country, right? We would. Yeah. Be, I mean, I well, would actually, I would actually be happy if Kerry Washington herself just ran America. Right. Just herself. Mm-hmm. Because she's so brilliant and amazing. So yeah. Or Shonda Rhimes could also run it. Well, <laughs> yeah, that would be great. <laughs> Which historical figure do you most identify with? Um. And try the most which that would be maybe someone like Jean Baptiste Bellet. Although I mean our stories aren't uh, really the same, but Jean Baptiste Bellet was a uh, a baby that was taken as a slave to um, uh, the French West Indies, uh, um, and uh, who actually but his own f- freedom and joined the French Revolution uh, in France and became actually a member of the first, um, um, of the Convention Nationale, which is the first um, um, sort of parliament of the French Republic. 
uh, and um, for me, he is a um, he is a uh, he's like a, a hyphen between. He's like the reverse. Uh, um, tri- how do you say triangular trait? Yeah, the like, triangle, uh, triangular yeah. trait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's like he is uh, like just his existence is a uh, is a slap in the face of that system because he's a reverse because he starts in Senegal, taken to the French, where then he goes to France and becomes. That's, that's not really the journey, but what he stood for. I mean, he basically managed after buying his own freedom. He managed to to find a way to share the dreams of his former oppressors and be part of their dream in an active fashion. Mm-hmm. You know what I did uh, with that? Because uh, he's part of my um, diaspora series. Uh, it's the guy with the kind of looks like Toussaint Louverture with the beige. Uh, you sort of leaning and leaning against a pendulum. You have a portrait yeah. of yourself yeah. in that pose. Yeah. They're like yeah. black, like a frock coat and the beige pants or something, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. So what I did is that um, I actually gave one of the edition prints uh, to uh, the French um, uh, to the French um, patrimoine, like uh, National Collection of Art. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it is now at the um, residence of the ambassador in France that is facing uh, the island of Gorée, where Jean-Baptiste Bellet was born. And when you enter that room, wow. uh, you stare at the portrait, you look left. He is also looking left, and it goes straight to where he was born. So I, like, took him back home. Nice. You know, and um, it's there now. And um, I, I've, I've, had a, I've had assurances that it will remain there. So he'll be in France, but at home, looking at where he was born. Beautiful. I love that you said that he joins the dream of the, his former oppressors to shape mm-hmm. that dream also for himself and other people. That's beautiful. Huh. It's a great, that is really an amazing mm-hmm. but I, I only know him through your photograph, honestly. Yeah. Um, well, I didn't know him before that project, and which is not right. That's, that's what I'm saying, sort of, that yeah. we actually have to remember these historical figures who shaped France. Yeah, to reinsert him into this narrative to say this is partly who was who shaped France mm-hmm. within. Uh, who are your heroes in real life? Heroes in real life? Um, do they have Do they have to be some people that I um, like? People in my uh, no could be, could be anybody. Yeah. Um, Barack Obama. Um, um, Christian Taubira, who was um, um, the French minister who led um, all the debates, I mean, yeah, all the de- who had to face the a portion of the parliament when France was uh, try, trying to, um, um, how do I say, implement same-sex marriage. Right. Right, right. I mean, there are videos on YouTube of her relentlessly being what a great um, um, French mind is, you know, going Victor Hugo on them. Yes. 
you know, she's written books, and I think she has. She's a she. She's really well known for knowing the entire canon of French literature, and she basically yeah. quotes, quotes it back at them and saying, "If this is your culture and your values, this is what yeah. you have to do." Yeah, I. I mean, I remember like watching TV and cheering as if I as if I was watching sports. Like, <laughs> I mean, and um, Beyonce. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, more for, of course, I love her music. I've been listening to her for decades. But for her, her mission as an artist and how um, effective she is in um, acting on what she believes in and putting everything behind it. You know, I watched her, um, you know, the speech she made two days ago, um, for the class of 2020, you know, uh, oh. she was invited by the Obamas and uh, yeah. she basically declined. She made her artist statement and her human statement. And I was like, yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. That's uh, nice too. This is a, a Christian Taubira, Beyonce and Barack mm -hmm. Obama. There are, there are several ways to be great and uh, several ways to, to have a positive impact and to live for more than oneself. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, what are your favorite names? Mm, Omar, Victor, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite names? I do like Victor and Omar. I like the combination. I don't know how that came, but I love Fitzgerald. I, I love how it sounds. Fitzgerald. <laughs> it's, it's just so, I mean, if 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 there is Fitzgerald in your Fitzgerald on your name, you know, I mean, it's it's quite. Um, I don't know even where that comes from, but for me, it's quite uh, an impactful name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, something about it always. I always thought it's also a composite. It's like two names in one Fitzgerald. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is what is it that you most dislike? Mm. What do I um, the um, in, intolerance, judgment? Yeah, that's the word actually. Judgment. Okay. Yeah. What is your greatest regret? Um, I'm tempted to say I should have started. I, I wish I had started photography earlier, but then. No, uh, I wouldn't be where I am right now. I don't know if where I would be, but I wouldn't be where I am right now. And I like it where I am right now. So it's not really a regret. So but yeah, maybe, yeah, that. When did you start um, dedicating yourself full-time to photography? I was 32. And what did you do before that? What did you take? I I um I am trained in finance. I have a, ma um, a master's in corporate finance, and I used to work uh, first of all in um, in a consulting firm, and then uh, I joined a multinational and I started working uh, across Africa, uh, somewhere between communication, um, uh, law. And, uh, and finance, you know, it's, it's corporate affairs. That's what I was doing. 
until I, uh, I started photography. I was 30. I did both for two years. And at some point when I, when I turned, um, 31, 32, that's when I, um, I, I quit. Was it a hard decision to give up that other career? Of course. Yes, it was. Um, and, um, but I'm glad I did it. And, um, I did that. I did it at the right moment also. And I was 30. Uh, had I had it not worked, I would be still young and um, still young enough to jump to go back in the normal life. You know, I started. I started it almost like a sabbatical. I was like, okay, let's do this for one year and see. Yeah, uh, but you have not looked back. Is not a no. Like, Thank but, God. <laughs> how would you like to die? Well, in my sleep, if that's possible. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mind dying, uh, but uh, if there's a way not to experience, you know, the act of dying, I'll take it. You know. Without <laughs> knowing about it. Uh, what is your motto? Do you have a motto? Um, yeah. Um, well, I say it always in Wolof, but uh, which is my my. Uh, my Senegalese language, but it's uh, it's something like uh, ah, don't worry, God is good. Hmm. I say it when I go to sleep. I say it in the morning, and um, yeah, God is good. God is good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> even you know, even when it's really, really bad, it's yeah. my way to say you know, He knows what He's doing, and there is something that needs to be learned. That's why I have to go through this. How do you say it in Wolof? Yalla Bahna. Say that again. Yalla Bahna. <laughs> and is the Yalla the same Yalla that the Arabic is? Yeah. Yalla? yeah. No, but actually ours is Yalla. Uh, theirs is Allah. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, I think um, because uh, like the word God uh, was here before Islam came and it was Yalla. It just, it's a coincidence, but it's not the same roots. Interesting. Huh? Yeah. Um, we added one question to this questionnaire, which is, who would you like to hear answer these questions on this questionnaire as a guest on this show? Oh, uh, John Legend. You're <laughs> <laughs> wow. really getting so much today. We can feel it. <laughs> no, he's a, he, he, seems to, he seems to be a very... Uh, um, smart and crisp guy and i would love to have his take on this <laughs> well we'll try our best that's, mm. that's a great idea i'd love to hear him <laughs> uh, this has been really wonderful actually what's the nice yeah, i enjoyed it a lot what's the nicest thing for me is to hear you answer these questions because i'm i don't i know i think i met you maybe um it was, it was the very beginning. Ten years ago or something like that? Yeah. I had just started. When I met you, I had just resigned from my job. Yeah, so it was probably eight years ago or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And it was in Dakar. I, right? I think it was in 2012. I think it was Christmas. I remember that much. Yeah. We were yeah I, I had just resigned. I remember that. Oh, yeah. interesting. So it's nice, but it's nice to hear you answer because some like none of the answers I would have expected and they're... They're so nice to see you um, 
because I know you through your work also, but to see you answer these questions in this way, it's always such a wonderful thing. And when I, when we finish these questionnaires, sort of, I, they're in my head for so long. Yeah. Uh, and, and you know what, that's how it feels when you answer. Cause I didn't, you know, I, I, I didn't read the questionnaire before this yeah. Yeah. and I don't have them. I don't have the questions in front of me. And some of the answers I've given have surprised me too, you know, which is good. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's what we try to do. And then the other thing, uh, like, Omar, I just, I'm, I, I love your work and I'm so happy about seeing it in so many different places. I've seen it also in Arles, I think at some mm -hmm. point. And, uh, so in some ways, I think what's really nice is that you've opened up a space for so many other people. Mm -hmm. I think one of the critical things that's, that's been great that it's in so many different places and they're seen again in different ways. People probably take it in Kyoto in Arles, in Los Angeles, yeah. they, they see different things in it. Um, and then I have my reading list now, so you're going to send me a link to uh, yeah. a novelist yeah. besides Maurice Condé and uh, <laughs> the, the, books I don't, <laughs> the books I don't know. So I read, so you send me those and we'll put them in the link. The links, yeah. And then we'll put this up um, and uh, we'll share it with you. Of course, we have a website. We'll open that up and we have Instagram and then we'll yeah. share it with you. It's really, it's really wonderful to see you. And what I, to go back to your very first question, your idea of perfect happiness is freedom. I hope we'll all be able to travel soon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we need that. <laughs> okay. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. You take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye.